What is up, podcast? Welcome back to another episode of Paradise on Fire. I've got the OG crew here. And today we're going to be doing a little bit of a Q&A style thing. We tend to do these every now and then. And when we have no idea what to talk about, we throw them in there. So typical theme of our podcast, not knowing what to talk about. But we will be starting with our peach and our pit as always. So Matt, you want to start it out? Uh, yeah, I'll start today. Uh, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> Put him right on the spot. Uh, I'd say this week, my peach probably was, it was my mom's birthday. So it was pretty cool. Like she just wanted to like hang out, I think as like my brother and everything. So we just went to a winery she wanted to go to. And it was nice. It was outside. It had like fires and everything. So it was pretty cool. Um, nothing else really happened this week other than just the normal shit uh probably pit this week is i have no idea why up my calories weight stayed the exact same just feel a hell of a lot water watery and like nothing changed weight wise but i just i'm now feeling fat feel it or look it i think it's more mental but like my weight didn't change at all so i'm that's where i'm like pissed at myself i'm like oh i'm still the same weight at 210 but i just feel like a water buffalo honestly yeah don't you have a bit of body just porn yeah when it comes to I, your I like definitely do. yeah i definitely do it's i mean i think mine is if i stay lean too long i almost get addicted to like the veins and everything so like once like one specific vein like leaves i'm like oh god this is it this is the end <laughs> the beginning of the end yeah but if it's like, if I gain five pounds, I'd be like, okay, it's like, oh, that's worth it, you know? But since I stay the exact same, I was kind of pissed when I keep waking up this week. And I don't know if it's just like stress related or something like that, but whatever I did this week, my body was not absorbing like the food any better. So what are you going to do? Or it was absorbing it better if you ate more and didn't. I guess. Yeah, but I, I don't feel like any fuller or anything. I just feel gross. How is up your food by how many calories it was just 400 because i'd stay the same i'd say the same weight for three weeks i think after upping it originally yeah. and then i stay the same for three weeks i just wanted to level off and then i did 400 calories last week and still was the same at 210 but i mean i think you should increase your calories no, I know. I, I, I know what to do mentally if increasing it. I just, I gotta get, there's always like that breaking point for me where I have to like, just go to not being fat, but like in my own head, like get to that fat point and then just keep pushing it. Like, I don't feel any worse, like physically or anything, but when it comes to, like, I still do my cardio at least like 30, but 20, 30 minutes. Do you do any other like measurements? Like, do you pinch or do you measure like your waist or do you do anything like that? uh i mean i'll i do like more mirror tests and stuff like i usually pinch and stuff but i don't trust you with that you <laughs> i know you, you lie to yourself yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean every single time i'll go over there and i'll tell chris like oh i think i'm gonna start cutting and he's like you're leaner than i am usually like whatever i'm seeing him i'm leaner than him and he starts like telling me just fucking eat like honestly okay but question do you want to grow oh no i 100 want to i know i need to just do like uh 12 month bulk or something and just start putting on like whatever kind of weight but i don't know why so i can never get what, how many pounds do you want to gain like good pounds oh i want to i would like realistically what i'd want to sit at is like 225 like at eight percent 
eight percent like six to eight but that's what i'm saying i gotta gain a lot of weight obviously it's 68 percent i know i gotta gain a lot of weight to do that that's like realistic like end goal well i mean you're talking about 15 pounds of muscle basically yeah i mean i gotta gain at least probably another like 50 pounds if i want to come back down to something like that I feel like you should make a more realistic goal and do like one bulk where you want to gain five pounds of good tissue. Oh, and yeah, then yeah. No, 100%. And then- I think that's my end game. So I think I'm always like in my head thinking about that. So that's why I always, it once I get to a certain point, and this is the first time around, I think my appetite's been actually like really good coming back into a bulk because I'm doing about 4,500 calories right now and I'm eating it no problem. I can continue to eat without any issues in the last like year or so my appetite has been like non-existent so that's why i'm just happy i think like take that as a victory rather than feeling a little watery you know i mean why don't you just for the next week on like your leg and back days just increase your calories like that's what you know, i was gonna like, do 400 by like 800 yeah that's what i was gonna do and then i figured today i would take a rest day because maybe i'm just like overtraining. so that's why like maybe i needed a little bit of rest maybe i'll do two days this week and then get back onto it I usually just do that you're more watery though I can't lie <laughs> I don't believe you at all I'm sure I'm I'm sure I'm not it's just literally in my head yeah I mean like at I said, I'll, huh at least, at least you're doing a slow book though I feel like you have extremes where you either need to get fucking like four percent body fat or you need to get huge and when you start pushing one you start to hate it especially yeah. usually when you start pushing it oh I'm gonna get fat and it's like this time, at least you're taking it slowly and like, so you, won't you, don't need, you don't need to get fucking like 240, you know? No, I mean, I don't think I ever really, I haven't been probably 240 in five years. So yeah, I usually get up to like 220, 225. And then like, that's when I start feeling it in my head mentally. And usually I was able to push past that, like, and get past the mental part and whatever. It was the appetite that was then holding me back, which was never an issue previously. Hmm. But now that I'm like, I, and at the same time, I don't want to cheat. You, you might just be stopping too early and then you cut again and you cut right back down to the same weight you were before. Well, that's the problem. So like, I feel like, well, that, and I think I'd like with everything else that was going on, like from years prior, I was like, when I had the job at MHP, it was so structured in a routine, like nothing changed when I like started doing different things and whatever. I feel like I always just kept going up and down and not really like, going in an upwards motion you know yeah but i'm like but then i would also eat shittier foods at the same time so i feel like the shittier foods also then hurt my appetite because you would have different like you know spikes in glucose and everything so i feel like that also hurt my digestion so then i'm kind of like in a good spot i don't want to like have any of that food you know okay so everyone needs to go on matt's page and Tell me I'm fat. <laughs> and not be just anorexic. I could never relate to Matt with that because I don't like being lean that much. I'd rather be like husky and fucking. I like being small, but I don't really like being like lean. I don't. I mean, I like realistically, I could put on ten pounds right now and I'd feel fine. I hate like the. I, maybe it's just because I'm coming up right now. I just feel like the watery, like the watery feeling. And that's why I'm just kind of in my own head. Usually when I get past that, I'm okay. It's always that like first step. That is like six months. Yeah. Oh, I know. Aren't you? Uh, like, 
Well, I started dieting essentially like in March when I got home because I had nothing else to do. And yeah. Then, so yeah, I've been essentially dieting since March and I started increasing my calories slowly within like the last month and a half, two months. Yeah. So it hasn't I mean, been too if bad. If you're in a good place, like metabolically, you should fucking start. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm lean and I'm eating 4,500 calories. I mean, yeah. most people would be like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's, good. it's like time. Yeah like train and eat for yeah. sure gain mm-hmm. what about you guys what's your peaches and pits are you ready do you have one um, i don't have a peach yet that's really good oh, i was like i have a peach but i don't have a pit there you go <laughs> um my peaches that i re-signed with ab oh, last congrats. night so my contract was up yeah my contract was up like two months ago and uh, I re-signed, and it's a better contract, so I'm very happy about it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't like I had 18 months where I like literally was not on social media, so like total breach of contract. And I think a lot of companies probably have been like, figure your shit out or leave, basically. They would have said figure your shit out for the first three months. Yeah, and. Um, Joe actually like didn't even give me a timeline. He was basically like, I don't want you to do something you don't want to do. I believe that you'll be back eventually. And like, I'm here for you until then. So that's like pretty special. And the fact that they're now like re-signing me and giving me a better contract, I think it just makes me feel like really valued and excited. So I'm really happy about it. And uh, I don't know fit. I don't think so. I was trying to think of one and I was like trying to like dig deep and I don't really have one. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, like what are we gonna do? What, what don't are, look for something Yeah, bad. that's awful. That's such a bad idea. I've heard such so many good things about Joe though. Like not only from like you, but like everyone in the industry. He's like such a, a good guy. That's fuck. Like he's very quirky yeah he's super interesting but he's like so smart and he's so like he has very high integrity and like I don't know I I can't imagine now being with a sponsor that like I don't feel like they actually care about who I am and my family like you know what I mean which like I don't know if that's like AD's not that big of a supplement company in the whole like scheme of things so we're very close personally, like Joe and Ian talk and all these things. So, but no, he's, he's like, he's legit. <laughs> he's good shit. Too legit to quit. Bit of a weirdo, a bit too smart for his own good. Like, you know, those people that are like too smart. So they're kind of weird. Yeah. The brain but then, like, yeah. That, those are the ones, those are the ones you like have to look out for, like in a good way of like, he's, definitely probably killing it not only in that and other areas whatever because he's so smart he doesn't know how to like deal with it in some type of social situation or you know yeah yeah. plus it's like I'm like not super into the whole like science side of things I'm very into like things that work and if they work they work if they don't they don't and like AG I feel like I can just like trust that anything I'm using is like dosed properly that it's the right ingredients because like Joe is so crazy OCD about shit like that so it's just like it's like an ease with like a a brand that like you'll use everything and recommend everything and like everything works 
I mean, I know so, from from their really stuff. I mean, from their stuff, <laughs> I mean, I said from their stuff. The the thing that I've used theirs that a lot is like the digestive enzyme they have and the glucose disposal agent. Like those are the two that are, I think, home runs that they have. I feel like she like pioneered that way before that was even like such a big thing. And like our, that's how I found AB. I was like, I don't know, 23. And Ian was buying Matador and Ravenous of the Yin Yang. He was yeah. like paying so much money to have it shipped over like five years ago because it was like the best. So and really some sound. A lot of people haven't heard from them, but they're they're actually they're really good, very trustworthy shit. So yeah. What about you, Christopher? Are you ready? Uh, my peach is always kind of the same. Your stuff prep's going good, my body's going good, and stuff changes good. So that's that. But my pit is that I fucked my shoulder. No, you didn't. It's like I fucked it like Last week it hurt a lot, and then it was like I could like go get past it, and I was like oh, I can kind of work around it. And all of a sudden one day I woke up and I went to get out of bed, and I just collapsed, and I couldn't push myself out of bed off my arm, and I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't do lateral raises ten pounds. The other oh, day. you're scaring me because mine is like where yours was like last like whatever, really? and I can't I can't like press in certain like up here it starts to hurt, but like everything else is fine. But now I'm scared it's going to get worse, yeah, especially me, the heavier it trains. Like if I do lap pull downs, it hurts. Yeah, me but too. I can, do, I can do like incline presses and shit. Can you, when you lie down, can you put your arm back? No, totally. Like this, I mean, getting it to here hurts. And then this hurts a lot when it goes back. Yeah, I was lying down and I tried to like reach. And then my shoulder like, like yeah. you know? Is okay, so now front? you're fucked. Is there in the front or the back the pain? Kind of the front, I guess it's like inside the joint. It feels like yeah. it's like where the fucking my bones connect. It's like right in there. Every time I move it, it's like it hurts. Something in there was like sprained or something. When like the, was this? I started last week and it just kind of got progressively worse. When did you wake up though? When you were like dead yesterday? Three days ago. Have you trained shoulders since then? No, I did. We were supposed to do chest, gifted, did arms, and then took yesterday off. Today's chest day. So we'll figure it out. But I'm going to see a lady who's known for like shockwave, dry needling, a bunch of other shit tonight. And then we'll see Cairo tomorrow and I have a massage Thursday. So I've got back to back to back therapy, yeah. which I hope helps. But like, it's weird. I'm honestly not that stressed about it, to be honest, because last year was so much worse. Someone will also fix it. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I got my shoulder cupped. And apparently, is it true with cupping that like the darker it turns like more the worst it is. Do you want to see? It's definitely worse than mine. I showed it to Ian yesterday and he was like, what the fuck? Like the color is so. Oh, wow. You see, the mine's, top like, like, mine's like four times that, like out of my skin and looks like it's actually bleeding. Really? It's worse than that. So that's oh. like my good ones on my leg. She did it and she was like, this is really bad. And I was like, well, fuck, I don't know. Mine gets fucked too right in my head. Do you yeah. find that the cupping helps? I don't know. I think it does. I would get so much stuff time. done at the same time. We'll get an hour massage and finish the cupping. So it's like, what worked, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's hard to say. 
Also, when I hurt my shoulder, the number one thing that he found out what my issue was, was it was more so like he could fix, I guess, through like different techniques, my shoulder and stuff. But it was really like my serratuses that were too tight. So it was actually still pulling my shoulder forward. So that was causing my, me to basically to continue to re-injure my shoulder. Because if he didn't fix the serratus first and like help that really release itself, my posture was always pulling me forward and to the right. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that my mid trap on the side is fucked and it forces my shoulder forward. Yeah. It's in such a big position. Like, so I do stretches and shit sometimes with dumbbell to stretch up my chest where it hurts my back. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's not right back then. And I also have, like, lately I have, like, wires running to my chest. Like, I can just, like, fucking play with some, like, cords that are so tight in my chest. Fuck. So, I don't know. Does people not, like, loosen that up? I get massage on it, it loosens up and it gets tight again. And it gets right that tight right away yeah. as soon as you train it. This guy, I said it's like, got to be your trap or something. So something's pulling something out of alignment and you're just yeah. injuring it. It's, like, it's how I sleep makes it worse too. Yeah. I put pillows around me just sleep like a mummy on my back and I still wake up like this. I'm like, fuck off. Oh, because you don't, you want to like be in a normal Yeah, I want to like lock myself position. in there and I wake up and I'm always on my left side. It's this arm up here, and then I'm like, oh, fuck, and I have to carry it down. Is it asleep? Sometimes. So yeah, if I, I sit on the chair with my hands by my side, right now my left arm goes numb because the nerves are all pinched. Someone needs to figure this out. And like, you have three <laughs> therapists, and no one can figure it out. Come on. Well, I, it just happened on the weekend that bad. Yeah. I'm going to see them all in the next three days. Yeah, but so. even your tight chest, like, that's like crazy to me. That's, oh, that's awful i mean i know you're talking about from the sleeping i mean i'll my only problem is so i have like sleep apnea which i really just need to go get fixed and like go get a machine or whatever but to fix my problem i'll sleep on my side and the only comfortable way is like to put your shoulder underneath yeah. you end up sleeping on the shoulder the whole night but you wake up and it's literally just destroyed but it's the only way i don't snore oh. is if i'm on my side I'm in that position for like 30 minutes let alone a whole night yeah, like you I sleep like this. I literally sleep like. Oh, that's my worst. If my head goes back, I literally stop breathing. Well, you yeah, you probably should get it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I always try to ignore that one because sometimes it's like good or bad. Sometimes I have like none, and then sometimes I literally like there's an earthquake happening in the house. You just try taping your mouth shut, and prop a pillow up and tape your mouth shut. You think that? Uh, I, I mean, that's probably what it is. I'm just doing a mouth breather when I'm sleeping. Yeah. I've done that a few times in the book. No, mouth breathing is like a big lead to big cause of disease in our generation. Yeah. That's a whole other topic. I'm reading a book on it right now. <laughs> that's kind of gross when you think about it. Yeah. You are not to mouth breathe. I think I mouth breathe all the time. Makes me feel like I should go get like looked at my nose, get a free nose job, you know? Yeah. It's interesting when you hear about it because it talks about like the human, when we were like Neanderthals, we had a small brain and a huge like nasal cavity and a lot of smaller mouth and allowed us to like bring more air through our nose and shit. And that's how we like breathe all the time. The bigger our brain got, it made our nasal cavity smaller and we got a bigger like chin and shit. Yeah. 
And the way that the skull started to change and the half of the skull that made our nasal cavity smaller. Yeah. And then we started breathing through our nose and all this like fucked up issues started to happen. Like whatever, fucking asthma and all this sleep apnea and all this shit. And the only other species that has that is inbred dogs, such as French bulldogs that are inbred, have flat noses, small nasal cavities and they can't breathe. Only other animal that does it. So how do you increase your nose breathing without changing the size of your nasal cavity. Well, if you force it, it gets better. Yeah. And it's something it like almost 80% of people like have nasal congestion and I feel like they can't breathe through their nose and they have difficulty with it. Yeah. And it's because we're just, when you breathe through your mouth, it just like swells up kind of builds shit up in your nose because you're not constantly clearing it. So the only way to clear this is to start breathing through my nose. Well, I haven't read the whole book, but at the beginning, that's all I've gotten to. Because, like, I wish I could have, like, some sort of, like, clear it out. You know what I mean? No. Like, clean it out so I can actually breathe, and then I'll continue to breathe. But if you, you'll notice if you do it for, like, a while, like, it takes a while. Like, 30 minutes? No, like, 30 minutes an hour, only breathing through your nose. If you're stuffed up, and you force it, it will clear. What happens if you can't breathe at all through your nose because it's stuffy because you're sick, and now I can't breathe at all because I'm taping my mouth shut? Wait, what? Like you just said, if I can't breathe through my nose and I'm a mouth breather normally, if I tape my mouth shut, how am I just going to force myself to breathe through my nose? Oh, I just said, when you when it's difficult to breathe through your nose, like it's a little stuffy through your nose, the more you do it, the more it clears. Oh, okay. And it becomes easier and easier and easier. The more my breath feels clearer. Your body does. Here. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like obsessed with taking my nose. This is probably <laughs> disgusting. Um, and Ian always catches me picking my nose. He's like, you're fucking disgusting. What are you doing? But like, I hate feeling clogged in here. Yeah. And it always feels clogged. I just want to like have like a pressure washer and put it up there. You well, know what I mean? have a nasal thing. That's, oh, I can't do that. You just what said about, you wanted it. What about like those neti pots? Like those okay, so Ian has pots? like this thing that he squirts up one nostril and then it comes out the other. Yeah, yeah. But like that gives me anxiety. Like that's like you're drowning. Like you're gonna choke. Have you ever so, done it? No. Well, it's not that bad when you do it. Really? You can still. Yeah, it really is happening. It's only going through your nose. Oh. You can still breathe. Okay, listen, maybe before next week I'll try it, but like I'm not, it scares me a lot. When I watch him do it, I have to look away. It's just like a weird like thing that scares me. Well, that's like when you get sick, like a neti pot is like you put like a solution in water and you put it in one side, you like tilt your head and then it like goes in this side and just drains out this side. Yeah, I've never used that. And I honestly can't even remember the last time I was actually sick, so. Oh, we don't want we don't want to be <laughs> when's the last time you had a cold like that where you would use a neti pot yeah I don't know. like i can't remember oh no i've said i haven't used one either but i'm saying maybe that yeah. would like work oh yeah i think ian's thing is the same because he just squeezes it and then the yeah. pressure like forces it but uh, i don't know it just seems like it would be very uncomfortable i gotta say i love Pep Chris because he always starts like getting into like different like topics that he tries to study. <laughs> I feel like we do it all the time now. I've done, I've been doing a, I did a lot more this summer. Yeah. It's probably quarantine yeah. Well, and you like your disease. <laughs> the outro, yeah. The hippie shit. Yeah, you know, which like has actually like worked. Yeah, a lot of the more hippie shit you culminate, the more it starts to work. Yeah. So, so I mean, 
there's there's obviously a reason that like naturopaths and like this like is becoming a thing and I feel like it's not it's not because it's like trendy it's because no one even thought that was a possibility before yeah well we're also fucking corrupted by the big drug companies. well yeah we're not gonna get into big doctors we're not gonna get into big pharma when like if if the alternative is to like not take the medication why wouldn't you like lean towards that and try that at least try exactly so i mean that's a whole nother topic but if anyone's a really good naturopath then hit me up because there's no good ones in ottawa oh you don't know that (laughs) well courtney had a naturopath up in the states oh she loves Hopefully you're not from Ottawa listening to this. If you probably she probably didn't find you. <laughs> maybe she does. Uh, maybe you do know that. Okay, it's kind of rambling. Rambling, but does anyone have a question you want to start with? I need to open mine, but I don't remember where it is. Okay. Are you ever nervous to get crushed by Ian when you guys sleep? Like if he rolls on you, <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe if I was like the size of Courtney, but I'm not like a a small girl. Like I'm not gonna die. If you could pick a pick one fictional world to live in, what would it be? Oh God. Oh my God, that's so hard. Yeah. Don't even you dare say Harry Potter because that's scary. <laughs> what? Scary shit, man. It's only scary while fucking Harry's in school and then they're all happily ever after. Voldemort's only around for seven years and then he's gone. That's a good question. Harry Potter would be pretty dope. To, go to, Hogwarts. Yeah, to have like magic and shit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that. What would you, where would you go then? I don't know. Maybe like Little Mermaid or something. Little Mermaid? The ocean is fucking scary. Not when you're Little Mermaid. Fucking Cruella de Vil or whatever that thing Cruella is. Cruella de Vil? <laughs> <laughs> What's the evil fucking octopus? Um, Ursula. Ursula. I don't, I don't watch like fantasy shows, so this is going to be so hard for me to answer. Yeah, I mean, I would say like if it wasn't fantasy, I would say like Castaway to Tom Hanks because I get my own private island, no one will bother me. Oh no, obviously I would choose a little bit better situation, but uh, you know, like after a, a week alone, not talking to anyone so you hate it. I don't I just don't know too many fans. Wish I had like options. Like what's the avatar one? I don't here's I've never seen Avatar, so I have no idea what Avatar is like. You ever seen the movie Meet the Robinsons? Meet the Robinsons? No. It's an old cartoon Mm-mm. about like an orphan kid who gets adopted by a really rich family. It's like in the future. Well, he they have like a fucking pet dinosaur and like spaceships and shit. Is this cartoon? Yeah. <laughs> no. Fictional world, pretty dope. What was that cartoon on Cartoon Network where they had like a whole bunch of like it was supposed to be like in the future? Do you know what I'm talking about? The Jetsons? The Jetsons, yeah, yeah. Is it, I don't remember what the whole setup was, but it was like pretty futuristic. Maybe that'd be pretty you could cool. fly in cars. Yeah. Like the roads were like the levels, you shit. know? Yeah, yeah. I would and just, then, like, yeah. Dog. They lived in space. 
that's I don't like space then, so they can have that. <laughs> yeah, space, space creeps me that's, out. Yeah. yeah, that's fucking scary. I think the scariest part about space is like, say like if you just, say like if someone's up there and an astronaut gets deconnected from wherever they are, like you just float to where and nobody knows have, uh, have you seen interstellar oh yeah that's yeah, yeah. i watched it for the first time last week because it's like Ian's favorite movie did you understand it no <laughs> <laughs> he tried to explain to me well uh, it's the theory of relativity it's time and i was like that makes no sense <laughs> i watched it with courtney i'm like you're gonna fucking love this movie it's so good are we sure she's like I don't, this, I don't get it. This is <laughs> it just seems like fake to me. Like it seems fiction. And at the end, he was like, it's crazy because this is actually how it would work. And I was like, Wait, no. It, <laughs> it really would work like that? Listen, don't even ask me that question. I don't know what the theory of relativity is. I don't understand it. Like, I don't think. <laughs> I don't know. Like it, he tried to explain it and like probably. 10 minutes and I was like, this is over. So Could I'm you sorry. imagine if like you were like what you thought was like 30 minutes was like 30 years back on space? Yeah, but back... Based on something about gravity. And I'm like, I don't understand any of this. No, I'm never gonna be an astronaut. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always gonna choose the option to stay on Earth, not go anywhere else. Yeah. Why do you what, sorry, I'm interrupting you. Why do you think people are scared to push themselves to achieve their highest potential? They're afraid of failure. Yeah. That's probably like the most common simple answer, right? Well, that and I think they're too concerned about they're too concerned about what other people think of them. But that kind of probably ties Wait, with failure. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think people also get like really comfortable, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's really easy to just like fall into something or have something handed to you and now you're you're surviving, you're supporting yourself, you have a roof over your head, you have food, like that's also ties into it. You stay comfortable yeah. instead of the fear yeah, of trying to you're right. fail. It probably will all boil down to the root of fearing failing. failing. Yeah. Feeling failing when you, it's harder to fail when you try than to fail and not try at all. I don't know. There's a quote that goes to me. I, <laughs> I know what you're trying to say, but yeah, I think you said it backwards. It feels easier on your mind when you don't try something than to try and fail. But do you think it's, say, like for someone who actually goes out and like is successful at what they do, but they actually hate what they do, do you consider them still successful? I mean, I wouldn't. I don't think that was from a fear of failure. I would not, but I feel like maybe my like 16 year old self would, would have, you know what I mean? Like when you're actually making those decisions as like a, I don't know, a late teen, when you're like deciding to go to university to like do all these things, all I actually thought about was like, I need to make, I need to be in a salary that gives me six figures. Yeah, I don't don't give a fuck what I do. I just want to make a hundred thousand dollars at least and have a house and and a family. That's all I thought about. Yeah, now I agree with that. Now I have a degree that I'll probably never use. <laughs> <laughs> I said the only other thing then for that that person who's then old, if they have a family, I think it goes along with the fear thing. But if you have a family, they're less likely to then to jump on to the next thing. Yeah, but that's why I feel like it's so important to like 
figure this out before you start 100%. making humans. Before you have that responsibility. Yeah, because yeah. you're right. Once you have kids, everything will probably, you're not going to take the same risks, right? No, no. Yeah, no, that's like a huge thing for me. When people are asking me like, when are you guys having kids? When are you guys having kids? I'm like, there's a lot of things that I kind of want to like try and maybe fuck up before I do something like that. Yeah, maybe. not worry about fucking up your kid's life. Yeah, exactly. Even though it would probably be good for the, and then never mind, they would be old enough to see. Yeah, not with the baby. I mean, I think like your priorities change when you have the kid, but yeah, I, I think that's when, like, there's definitely parents that resent their kids that they had like not planned. Oh, probably. But now, do you think the reason it's like a cycle of all this stuff is because when parents have kids, they don't do anything to fail because they don't want their kids. They don't want to fuck up for their kids, so their kids only see their parents saying what's comfortable, not taking risks. So the kids think they can't take risks, and it's like this like loop where we just learn not to take risks. I agree. Like if, if you saw your parents like fucking miserable at their job every day, and then they just stuck it out to the end, as opposed to being miserable at their job, quitting, chasing their dream, trying something that was scary, you'd be more likely to chase something that's your dream and your happiness, as opposed to just miserable and make money. Mm-hmm. 100%. I mean, if you think about like people like waiting for retirement, you know what I mean? Like that was something that like always stuck with me that it's like, oh, I can't wait till I'm 65 and I can retire with my full pension. And I was like, yo, by the time you're 65, like, what are you going to do? Like, I want to do cool, fun shit when I'm can actually do things when, yeah, I, yeah. when I feel cool and fun you know what I mean yeah. maybe I will when I'm 65 yeah, I don't know I so cool but like yeah. I can't imagine being like okay I'm gonna grind for the next 30 years so I can be old and have a pension I don't know I just can't I can't relate to that I also think like if I'm 65 and I was still enjoying what I'm doing like I'm not looking forward to retiring I think like actually like continuing to work on what you like to do actually keeps you younger anyways so yeah, yeah for sure yeah if you like it and it's not super stressful for sure um, would you ever consider moving to the states i think we have question every time did we answer this already i thought you did maybe like briefly before i would visit for an extended period but no i would never move at this point I've considered many times at this point, Canada sounds better. What? I said, at this point, Canada sounds better anyways. Yeah. yeah. COVID and the selection and everything did not push me to want to live in the States at all. Yeah. I don't blame you. Who's the craziest bodybuilder or competitor you've seen in person? Craziest? Like, like crazy craziest looking? looking, yeah. I, I would say Michael Lockett is my first thought. He's up. He, He's freaky in a tank top. Like I said, that if you were to like see a bodybuilder in a tank top, yeah. too though. Who does? His like blue. Michael Lockett. Oh blues. yeah. I remember the first time I saw them, I think it was at like Orlando or something. It might have been Ian's pro debut, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" It's like he has like strict- yeah, like you. He has that like that look that makes you stop, like in your tracks, to be like. Oh, there's something yeah. like not off about it, but like even like his rear delt without like a pump with nothing. It's literally like a its own like 
continent. Yeah, it's not the size; it's just so round. Yeah. Round and like skinless. Yeah, like very strange. Yeah, I remember seeing Remy's legs when he's wearing a because him in like hoodie and shit, he's not that impressive. No, no. But then he like Short. dropped his leg in his pants once and like flexed his leg, his and I was like, are so big." I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah. Like insane and short, so it's like crazy. And the other, only other one that probably has made me say like, "What the fuck?" is probably Phil's like hamstrings from the back when you're like up close to him when he's competing. Yeah, like that's that's crazy. Phil on stage is insane. Yeah, yeah. He's like not like crazy. He's crazy, but it's but it's like nice. Like, yeah, it's all pretty yeah, pleasing. Yeah, hamstrings are like fucking out of the world. Yeah, this, yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen like detail on hamstrings, on hamstrings like that. Like his whole tie is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. How how do you feel about Sebum being back with Courtney? I mean, I. I, honestly, I think you guys are like good for each other. So it's like when I first saw it, I was like, in my head, I'm like, all right, like, I'm glad you guys are back together and everything. <laughs> You're so fucking cute. It started on one way and then just cut it. <laughs> I'm obviously very happy about it. I feel like I've also made like a really good friend in her since she's been back. So, like, selfishly, I'm like, sick. I have like a new girlfriend that's like a really good person and she's so fun to be around so it's just like good plus he's happy like, i think like, like mainly yeah i think like your weirdness like matches together too so like when you guys are like together it's just like it's funny to <laughs> watch not- when you guys are yeah together <laughs> are we weird a little bit oh i feel like we're so normal <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's awkward um <sighs> If you got arrested for something, what would the others think it was? <laughs> oh, shit. Like, if you just heard Mac got arrested, what would you think happened? I'd say, like, road rage. Oh! Like, fender oh, yeah. bender or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine's 100% road rage. Fighting in the middle of the highway. <laughs> Putting a bat to Jersey someone's <laughs> Well, that's a tough one. Chris got arrested. I can't think it's over you. Chris would be like a giant Ponzi scheme. A Ponzi scheme? (laughs) (laughs) When you like, uh, actually, I don't think I know what Ponzi is. That's not pyramid, is it? No, it's like Ponzi schemes like like Madoff would tell people that he was like investing their money and stuff but like he was just holding on like because of cash flow coming in he was just like giving that money back out but when the stock market crashed he actually had no like liquid income to give back to people I mean you wouldn't do that I think Christopher would get arrested for like public intoxication (laughs) 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 on like a or something that or like being drunk and pissing out on the street in public maybe yeah exactly it would be something public intoxication (laughs) and i would never get arrested because i'm too angelic most at a young age would be shoplifting (laughs) 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 
secretly prep that's not who I am like I would never pretend to not be prepping and then actually be prepping I'm actually just training hard and eating healthy like I ate seven pounds of cookies on the weekend and Halloween candy I'm not fucking prepping but I think it's important to be consistent and be in a good spot before you start prep especially as a pro figure competitor that shit the bed the last time I was on stage so I guess I'm I'm prepping for prep, but I'm not, I don't have any plans yet in terms of like a show or a date. And I don't plan on making any anytime soon. I feel like it's odd when people ask that, like you are essentially getting, re- like it's what you do. So it's odd that they would ask like, like you are getting ready to prep, but like it's like an off season type like recomp for you. Like it's part of the whole like ordeal that you go through. I mean, it's also tricky too because I, my body fat was so high, so like people won't see a loss of body fat as an off season, right? Yeah. But like my body fat was unhealthily high, so my off season is focused around getting stronger and losing body fat and there is a way to do I mean I'm doing it right now no it's obviously possible but like people people actually think it's impossible to lose body fat and like gain muscle and get stronger at the same time and I'm like it's it's not especially like for someone like you like you have like you've had like good muscle in the back so like there's muscle maturity so like it's, it's not like you just completely lose that the next day so like your body probably responded better now because you had that rest of however many months eventually yeah it started responding no it obviously was responding because you're changing slowly but like now i feel like it's very uh fast like the way it's changing um but it's funny because you say you have muscle maturity but like honestly you like i thought that i've lost all my muscle I was just convinced and I was so I was still heavy like I was really heavy I was like 200 pounds and I was like my muscle's gone I'm just a fat blob now like it would be like you think you're all fat right now I'm like yep it's all gone atrophied (laughs) gone away (laughs) oh but it's definitely still there so that's good would you rather train alone or with a training partner This is interesting because um, I would have said alone probably <laughs> th- three months ago, and now yeah. I like can't train alone. So would I. You they- train way harder when you're with a training partner. Hundred yeah. percent, and and you get like you get pushed into failure because that person's there to like spot you on those one or two reps that you would have been like, oh, I I don't know if I can get like the completed rep, so I'm just gonna rack it. Or even to push you until failure. Yeah. It takes a very special kind of training partner to know when your failure is. You know what I mean? 
because you train with someone long enough you can be like okay two more okay no actually two more now and you can watch and you can know whereas like when you're alone I guarantee you you I don't know I can't imagine mentally being able to actually push myself till failure when I'm alone no I I know I can't yeah I can I can pretty much get very close but the way like I'm the same with you I would have said alone for like I like training with people sometimes, but there are a few people I like training with. I like training with Matt when he came down because we just, we vibe well and shit. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like, I don't know, we're just similar people. Mm-hmm. But I would like overall being alone. Mm-hmm. And then when I started training with Axel all the time, our mindsets are very similar in the scheme of life, which helps a lot. But he also is like, every set we go past failure pretty much. Yeah. And it's like, I get close to failure, but he does like four reps and negatives like every fucking working set one at least once an exercise and it's like that i feel like it attributes so much like growth i've made in the past four or five months whatever it's quarantine yeah i mean just watching you this this prep with him has been like in the videos from what i can see like he's very good at just like you said he can call out when he thinks you have x amount of reps still in the tank when you might have stopped or something I think they're they're like if you have a training partner who's honest with you, that's when you get the best results. Like I've seen the best results now training with like uh, two other people for the most part, three other people that I wouldn't have been training with before. But like you said, if they get a certain amount of reps, that now you have to either get that or surpass that, and you're kind of more of like uh, like you're not competing with one another. It's more of like everyone eats at the same table. You know, you're all trying to just get better, whether you're competing against each other or not. Yeah. The competition's good too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, there's like a select few people I, I would like to train with, but like if you're, tra- if you're putting me like with a stranger, I would still rather train with Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. My- like, let's say there's another even like super jack girl at the gym and she's like, oh, you want to train together? I will, I will say no. Cause yeah. like, I'm not comfortable. My, my biggest thing is I cannot, I can't be, I like spoke on training. I can't train with with a big ego. Like I can't. Mm-hmm. Like someone who like won't listen to a piece of advice or like you say like come on two more reps. I'm like no, I, I'm done. The second they like if I'm like come on two more, I'm like I can't do anymore. They stop. I'm I'll be like oh fuck like sh-. and I'm just like yeah. Then they won't tell me too either, and it's just like man, you know. Yeah. That's just a bad habit. Like the whole like leave your ego at the door thing is like I've always said it and like leave it, but in terms of a training partner, I can't. Train someone who has an ego. I mean, I'll, yourself, I, I will. I will always say no. I can't do more, but like we'll do it anyways. It yeah, there's a difference between I'm you like, the, like not believing in yourself mm-hmm. and pushing past it versus someone just being a pussy. Yeah, Which, I'm. I'm totally the person that you will be like five more, and I'll be like, no, I can't. But like I keep going while I'm saying no, I can't. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm not gonna like rewrap the weights and be like, no, I can't. Like, <laughs> yeah, stop, stop telling me I can do more. Don't stop. tell me what to do. Like, no, oh, that's failure. That's so awkward. Oh, that would be awful. I think you also have to have the right person like with the right amount of aggression. Like if someone's like almost has no aggression, it's like the same factor. Like if you tell them they have like five more reps and they're like, they rack and like, no, I told you I didn't have like X amount more because they just in their head, they can't turn on that switch, you know? Yeah, pushing our like actually training till failure is a very strange feeling. Yeah. You know, it's it's a switch for sure. Like I don't think I really knew what that was until probably this year. 
because I I never would let myself fail. I would never let myself get to the point where like I'm gonna fucking drop this leg press on me. That's scary, you know. Yeah. But you feel it's obviously helped. Like you've from the quick. Oh, yeah. Listen, I don't I can't see like muscle gain because I still have body fat on me, but like in terms of like I mean my like fat loss has like literally like gone through the roof since I started training that hard. It's ridiculous. The amount of food that I can eat and still be like losing body fat since training with like the guys, I'm like, I'm in heaven. I'm so happy. I mean, I think yeah. And like I my cardio has been cut by probably more than 50%. Really? Yeah. Because I did I now do not have the energy to do the spin classes anymore. Yeah. I do like maybe three, four a week, but before I was doing 45 minutes to an hour every single day. But so, has but your training sessions have increased in time. I don't know, have they? Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. Probably the, probably two hours yeah, the volume is up and the intensity is up for sure. Yeah. I think I just, it's so hard to do like rest, pause and drop sets and everything else when you're not training with others. And I think like something specifically for legs, like we, what I found to be the best is almost to have two training partners. So like you almost have two to like help re-rack and rack weight specifically for leg press and everything. So there's less time, like you can increase the intensity by having less time in between like those drop sets or rest pauses or anything. Well, something like legs too, I find like, you usually take longer breaks anyways. So uh-huh. to have an extra for I train legs with Ian and Julian on the weekend. It was fucking amazing. Yeah. But like like doing arms, I feel like with three people would be like it's an unnecessary three hour workout by that point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What's your biggest mental cue that gets you through the hardest parts of prep? I have this one though. Something I've always done without knowing. What, like a mantra? What's a mental cue? Just like something that like uh, anything, I don't know. Okay. I don't mind is like, I never realized I did this, but I'm like so focused on like each day. Like if I wake up the next day, every single day I need my weight to come down like point one hundred pounds. I need to look a little leaner. Like I'm never thinking I need to look like this on stage. I'm thinking tomorrow I need to look like this. So it's not like this far away goal. And it's yeah. just like I know if I'm like I don't even contemplate cheating anymore at this point. But if I were to before, like if I cheat, I'm gonna put on a pound tomorrow. And I'm gonna fail this day of progress. I'm the same as you. I feel like a lot of bodybuilders are, but like only focusing on that like small goal every single day is just an easy way to have non-stop progression. Yeah. Huh. And you think that's good? Yeah, obviously. When you start, you were, you were talking about this about the other day. Mm-hmm. When you have an overwhelming big goal, you just get overwhelmed and you're this, like... Okay, and, and this is for me saving money. Christopher said like, you need to basically have like smaller goals. Don't be like, I'm going to save $20,000 in however long, like make it like a thousand this month or whatever, whatever. But for me, when it comes to my body, at least, which probably has some other like correlation in terms of body image and stuff. If I'm thinking like that, I always want to be like ready tomorrow. 
So like you're talking about progression, but like I'm almost like I can't. I'm like I'll tell Ian I'm not ready. I won't be ready for a show because I feel like I won't be ready like tomorrow. Really? Yeah. When Ian will be like, "You're eight weeks out. Do you understand what like an eight week out body looks like?" And I'm like, "No." An eight week out body looks like a stage red body, basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're just crazy. Maybe that probably has a lot to do with like. I don't know, body image shit, but like I feel like that would be that's hard. Does that help you learn? That's something that makes you under eat and over cardio sometimes. Yeah. Probably. But like I also just like want to get there so quickly that it does make me do stuff like that. Yeah. Versus you're talking about like small wins every day. What if you wake up and you didn't have a win though? Like what if the scale's the same, you look the same, nothing's changed. Maybe do a little more cardio, push a little harder. So is this going to like make you do that though? I mean, I'm not someone like you who will like not eat all day because I had cookies the night before, you know? Yeah. I'll still eat my exact meal plan and maybe just fucking like train a bit harder or like whatever. But I don't, st- I don't stress and I'm not impatient about it. Uh-huh. I'm not like, I can't eat to look like I'm stage ready at all. Yeah. Every day. So far, I'm like, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I'm crazy, I guess. <laughs> I mean, we're all different. Women are a little interesting in their fasting theories. Well, fasting it. is amazing. Fasting is amazing. I'm a fan of it, but not if you're trying to maintain or build muscle. I think fasting, like I think fasting has helped me from a digestive standpoint. If I ever found my digestion was going to shit, if I just fasted for like X amount of time, usually for like at least half a day or probably longer, probably like 18 hours, my digestion actually like helped almost like clear everything out. So I was ready to go and like look forward to eating again. Well, yeah, let's, so important. let's talk about me fasting after eating a shit ton of cookies the night before. It's not because I think I'm going to negate those calories it's because my stomach hurts yeah and like if i wake up and like my digestion is like not right like i'm not going to eat that's usually what i do i'm not like thinking like i'm gonna eat zero calories today so (laughs) that five thousand doesn't count absolutely not especially now when i eat those five thousand calories i'm like this is good like i can just Maybe it's not a perfect source, but like it's good. <laughs> yeah. Enjoying it. Yeah. Um, okay, I... I keep getting this question and it's making me feel really weird. People keep asking if I've had work done to my face. Like, I don't know what that means. Plastic surgery, I guess. And um, I don't know if I look different or something, but I I did my lips. Um when we started this podcast, so I don't know how long ago that was. Two yeah. months, two months, nineteen three months. No, it's nineteen weeks. I think is our nineteenth episode. Okay, so almost five months ago, yeah. I did my lips, and I don't know if people are just noticing. Um, I also got a haircut. I cut my bangs, but no, I have not had any work done on my face. <laughs> Get offended. <laughs> <laughs> I. I what would you say if someone asked you that? I know, it's funny. I just like it makes me feel super weird. I'm like, do I look strange? Like, do I look like like I don't know? But Are they saying um, it like in a negative way? I don't know. It's actually just curiosity, and I'm not. I think is it guys? 
or girls? It's both. Because if guys see lips, to them, that's like getting work done. I know it's not, because it's not plastic surgery, but I don't know what the fuck that means. For me, I'd be like, oh, she got some work done. What did she do? Oh, she got lip injection. Well, like, I I don't know what that that should be. One girl said, have you had work done? Another guy said, have you had work done recently or had your lips done? Oh, so he knows. And someone else like commented something rude on my photo saying I look weird because I've had too much Botox or something. I mean, I still think you look. But like, I've lost body fat in my face and I got a haircut and uh, I kind of wanted a nose job, but I didn't do it yet. (laughs) (laughs) I will never do it. Let's be serious. I'm way too scared. But like, or maybe it's my filters that I'm using too much. I don't really know. But I I I see some girls who are like. I'll look at them with a filter, and it to me it just looks like they got like a nose job because it normally makes your nose smaller and like the makes fil- your face look smaller. It looks like nose. nose job and uh, Botox. And sometimes I'll look at girls and I'll be like, it's just like a plastic surgery filter, and I don't even recognize them, but I don't know. I'm trying to give like a dumb male perspective who doesn't understand this. Yeah, shit. I don't know because like I'm also on this video every week, and it's like. No, no filter. No filter. Yeah. I'm videoing, and I also post all the time with no filters. I'm video. I said so. I don't know, but um, no, I didn't get any work done. <laughs> but I did get my lips filled five months ago. Same. <laughs> you know what Ian said the other day? He's like, "What's a lip flip?" And I was like, "That's Botox, so you can flip your upper lip so it looks like a bit bigger." He was like, "Should I get it?" And I was like. <laughs> If you ever fucking do that, I will leave you. You can't do that. I love how he pretended like he was curious and didn't know what it was when he definitely knew it and just wanted your approval. <laughs> Plus, like, you always have a beard and a mustache. So, like, who cares? And no wonder your upper lip always looks small. You have a mustache. Yeah. We'll get work done. If hair plugs count as work. I don't know if that counts as work. I mean, work is, like, not actually definition. Yeah. I get hair plugs for sure. You're going to. Going to. Yeah. Fucking... So nobody can ask you again, Chris. Do you know you're balding? Someone said, Do you know I'm balding? <laughs> no. I'm just going to like this for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of comments we get on every. Because when I get into the shower, my hair is wet and I have really shitty lights downstairs, like light bulbs. Yeah. When I stand there holding my camera, I look extra bald. Everyone's like, I have fucking 30 comments a video. Chris, you, I think you're losing some hair. You should do something. I'm like, really? Fucking, I used to have my hairline two inches lower. I, I feel like your hair this year is like more thick than last year, though. Oh, it's, it's definitely thicker. So I, it comes back to you. Oh, they're talking about your receding, receding hairline. Yeah. Well, you can fix that. Nothing you can't fix. Thanks to the mature. That was older because of it. I've had people ask me what is my actual business background. Um, you went to school for it, didn't you? Yeah. So, like, so originally, what I actually was going to do before I got into the supplement industry was actually was going to school to become a sports agent. Um, so I, I was actually going to go. My whole plan was to go to law school. So I studied uh, everything. I did a sports management in college but with a minor with law so i was going to go to law school after because i wanted to be an nfl sports agent and it cuts well for nfl you have to be a lawyer 
in order to be a sports agent. But if you also are a lawyer for like baseball and everything, you can cut out the middleman and you make more money. So I was going to do all of that, but instead went on to MHP for an internship. And I graduated early at that time and they had offered me a job right after it. So I just figured like, oh, I can make some money, whatever. And I'll go to law school later, ended up, you know, working there for five years. But I think the main thing that I did there from my business background was like, don't say you can't do anything, like just figure it out along the way and just continue to learn everything. And it like allowed me to like to network, but I also got in from not only marketing, but sales and warehouse, like day-to-day operations. Graphic design. Huh? Graphic design. Graphic design. Yeah. Like I didn't know any of those things going in, but when they needed those people, like I was always the first person to just raise my hand and say like, I need to figure this out because it'll help me with what I want to do going forward. So those, that's kind of like the background that I created. So if anybody asked you like, Hey, can you figure out how to make an ad or something? Like just figure it out is my probably number one advice to anybody that and networking, like just learn how to network and stop being anti I was going to say figure it out or if you're me, just text Maddie and be like, (laughs) 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 but like, even for like that, like yesterday you asked me that, like my number one thing is I'm very good with the, like I texted it all out to you because I'd rather have someone like be able to reference something. So like, I'd rather have you reference that and then call me, not just like talk it out loud to you. And then you're like, I have no idea what you just said. But even the way that you typed that out was like, and this is a skill, um, was very like user-friendly. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like, it was very long text, but it wasn't like a waste of my time reading it or confusing reading it. It was very clear. And like a lot of people can't really like coach things or explain things without like, fucking it up understanding what the person doesn't know and explaining that better yeah, yeah. i mean like the number one thing that i've learned yeah he talked about all the shipping and the taxes yesterday <laughs> but like i think the number I one thing, it. i would never yeah but like the number one thing is with people yeah. i think they always try to like over explain stuff to like make themselves sound smarter but in reality you're just making the person listening or something not care as much or they don't comprehend it so my number one thing always with that kind of stuff is i want to make it like as foolproof as possible like you're speaking to a younger child in a sense like they just know point a to point b not like going off in different tangents you know yeah no you, for sure yeah, you always say that to me like just when we're just trying to like write something new or explain something like just explain it like they they're four years old and they don't yeah. know shit. <laughs> yeah 100 it works so much better that way and at the same time like I'm never trying to, there's people that don't want to like teach people because they feel like that person's now a threat to them. But I always feel like if you can help that person achieve their goal and you both can achieve your goal, like why not, you know? Well, and I think you're confident in your own shit. Like yeah. Yeah. But like back to like going back to like the sports agency thing, like I wanted to do all that. So it kind of just fit in the sense that I was so into fitness that I can kind of do like both aspects of it. So it's not only just like limiting me just to like the sports aspect, but to something I'm more passionate about with fitness. That's how when I did you let go of the idea of going to law school? Uh, probably six months into being an MHP. Really? That fast? Well, so like when I first left to go to law school, the problem was with law school at the same time, it was just so expensive. But at the time, like 
lawyers there were so many other people going to law school at the time so like if you didn't get into your agency that you wanted to do you would have to go do like uh, like other things and whatever and a lot of lawyers at the time there wasn't many jobs like left over for them so like if you didn't start your own firm or anything like that which is not why i was going into law school i was doing it for the sports agency aspect i didn't want to do that so after six months i'm like let me see what i can kind of like do here and see if I can run with it. And it took a little longer than I wanted it to in five years, but you know, it does like work out in the end, you know. What else would you be doing? Oh yeah. Like I said, I literally don't know what else I'd be doing. So yeah, that's awesome. Life works the way it works. Is the, is cereal a soup? Is cereal a soup? Yeah. Yes. Oh my God, someone asked me my favorite kind of cereal. Ooh, what are the roasted flakes? Crave. <laughs> Crave? Yeah. That's probably s'mores. Oh, s'mores is really good. I tried that for the first time last year because of you. Yeah, it's so good. But Crave is really good too. Okay, should we do one more? Or? Do you catch people staring at you when you're at the gym without Ian? <laughs> no. <laughs> Ian's always watching. Be careful. <laughs> no one's staring either. <laughs> What's the worst advice you've ever heard bodybuilding wise? Up your test. I have the girl take test, period. Uh, that's probably the number one thing I've like when I've like spoken to people or helped people or anything that I've believe I've helped them with long term is like straying away from even thinking of that. Yeah. Like, well, blah, blah, blah told me that, that like I stopped gaining so I need to do more of this. I'm like, no, that is literally not. You're just like 23 years old. You think you need to fucking up all this bullshit? Like. I think everyone just needs to understand that there's like a million other variables to control before you start thinking about something like that. Like, it's just like. Like, I don't understand someone who literally will be like, oh, I just started training six months ago. Like, and their training is not even like in a routine. They have no routine from a, a food standpoint. And then the first thing is like drugs. Like what drugs do I take? And I'm. People are lazy. Yeah. Lazy and they want a quick fix, you know? Yeah. But unfortunately, that's literally not how any of that stuff works. It honestly bothers me more the people who do it for like five years and are lazy for five years and then want to take yeah. shit. And they're like, well, I feel like plateaued. I've been training for five years and I'm plateaued. I'm like, well, you're a fucking pussy. Plateau <laughs> is the worst word ever. <laughs> that is the most annoying word. And I like, I'm sorry because I'm sure a lot of people use it, but like, I just hate it when I hear it. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, there's one answer to how to overcome a plateau and then stop being a pussy. It's work harder. <laughs> you also don't need to change your training plan every three years. Like, <laughs> yeah, training okay, or diet. Like, if they lose one pound, they'll be like, well, how can I speed this up? I'm like, realistically, that's pretty good. <laughs> like, that's amazing. Or even that's if someone, or someone's. Even like me, like if I'm bulking right now, if I were to gain like three pounds and the next week I don't gain anything, like my first thought wouldn't be like, let me increase food right away again. Like I want to like level out at that weight, 
get comfortable there and then push it again you know yeah, but like a week is so short too. oh yeah and i think because people normally check in with their coaches every week they want to change yeah but like a week in terms of your body like adapting and working it's so fucking short so like half the time that weekly check-in with your coach is literally just for accountability too. It's not so we can change something. It's because we want to make sure that you're on your shit and we like, we like checking in with you. It doesn't mean like, okay, I'm going to change your diet every week. Like if someone's changing your diet every week, there's like, there's an issue. I feel like there's something you're trying to problem solve or work through or figure out, or someone's just changing to change, you know? That's my range. I say the worst thing someone told me to do besides all that stuff is like, oh, go ahead and drink olive oil. Do not drink olive oil. Did <laughs> you change your hands? Oh, it was so, well, he was like, he's like, oh, you got to do any, huh? Like a lot of it or a little bit? I was like, it was definitely like a, like a shot of olive oil. He's like, oh, this is totally good. That'd be a shot about that. Did you just hear something weird? Yeah, was that me? Or is it? Or is it you? <laughs> I like just lost. I couldn't hear anything for a second. Your pop? I don't know. Anyways. Can you hear us now? Yeah, I can hear you. I like, I don't know what just happened. Was it your ear or was it the computer? No, it was my ear. I, like, I, you guys sound like you were in a tunnel or something. Are you having a stroke? Yeah, I don't know. That was weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Oh my god. That was, uh, <laughs> You're so cute. Um no, yeah, he told me to have like a shot of olive oil because I don't know even remember why he told me to. And I was like, oh, he, he told I was just getting into like fitness and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is totally good. Like I'll just throw it in there. And like I was in the bathroom like 10 minutes later say, for, the re- for the rest of the day. No, the rest, like it just goes right through you. Oh, I know, but why? What was the purpose of him telling you to do that? I think it was something about like inflammation or something. Like he was telling you it was supposed to help you like with your joints and stuff, and it did not do any of that. There's a, there's a like a detox liver stomach cleanse that Courtney told me about, where you're supposed to drink like over the span of the day like three cups of olive oil or something, oh. and like a bunch of other shit. Yeah, and it just fucking oh, yeah. it, cleanses, it cleanses you. Can you imagine that much? my thing is my thing is that's totally not like a day thing like that would totally be your whole system would be messed up for like a week i feel a while yeah yeah that's a lot fuck you up yeah do they have a fucking enema or something yeah for sure yeah you guys have one last question you want to ask any good ones chris <laughs> no good ones. How many hours do you spend? Oh. Oh, how many hours do you spend in the gym? What's your dream car? That's fun. You could have, if you have two cars in your garage the rest of your life, what are they? Ooh, damn. And you can't change them. Can't change them. 
I would have like a classic Bronco that's been restored. Oh, yeah. I don't need anything else. <laughs> I'd probably have a fucking like Dodge Power Wagon that's fucking my truck but bigger and an Audi R8. You want an Audi R8? You can drive in the, the, the rest of your life. You know that. I have a snow mode. That's pr- that's practical. Have the you ever driven an Audi? No, I've you should try it. I've asked yeah, no way. Yeah. I told you this the other day in the gym. I think you did, or I think Alex did. Oh, maybe someone. Yeah, or maybe Ian did. I don't know. I think an Audi guy is kind of boring. Really? Yeah. What would you want? I would probably go along the lines of like maybe a classic car, like a Pontiac, like 1966 GTO. Like a black, full black one, or a, or like a Dodge Viper. I've always wanted a Dodge Viper growing up. A Dodge Viper. See, you said two cars for the rest of your life, so I'm also being practical. Like I could drive a truck. Oh no, but I, but so like, what would you pick that's like just not practical? Like if you had perfect weather all the time. I don't know, Bugatti. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like Bugatti? No. <laughs> <laughs> You just want to say you have a Bugatti? Yeah. Just pull up the drug. Bump the song. I would I would like a 1985 Ford F-150. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a better answer. Those are sick when they're restored. They're pretty cheap. I found one that was perfectly restored for like 25k. What? Yeah. They're so cool. I love those. Because they're not actually classic yet. No one really likes them. Well, it's what? Isn't classic 25 years or 30? I was 50. I didn't think it was just year. There were a couple things, but one of them was year. I just know that if you get a car that's like 25 years, it doesn't have to like pass normal inspection for you to drive it on the road. Oh, I'm not sure if that's the same in Canada. I feel like ours is 25 years old. You have to get inspected every, every year. To drive it on the road. No, I think it's different here. I, th- I think it's like a different kind of inspection because they know like it's not up to date, so you don't have to pass certain like. Because a lot of the stuff in our cars today are like electrical, which yeah. they weren't back then. So Canada's like, it's not up to date. You're gonna put other people in danger. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna ruin the environment. What I, I think that's what it's about. Is it the environment? Yeah, emissions. My truck probably still worse. Actually, that's not true. No, it's not worse uh, at all. Yeah, if you were to compare it to a truck from 25 years ago, it's 10 times better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. What's what's it called? Climate change. Is it real? <laughs> <laughs> Find out next time on Paradise on Fire. Yeah, let's I said, let's end it there. <laughs> I have to go meet my niece. Yeah, we're searching for questions. I gotta eat and go to the gym. Break my shoulder again. All right. Well, when do you have the thing tomorrow? Me? When you get tonight. like everything? Oh, tonight you get it fixed. All right. And tomorrow. Yeah. I'm seeing Pank right after you tomorrow too. Maybe? We're having a family chiropractor date. Yeah, oh, that's cute. That's how exciting our life is. The four of us go to the chiropractor <laughs> at the same time. We hope. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening and, and asking questions. And asking questions. Again, if you have any topics that are interesting, put them below. Thanks for listening. Catch you in the next one.